Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing shame and guilt as binding agents. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how shame and guilt keep us stuck in life, how it holds us back from reaching our full potential and from, from happiness and from living a fulfilling life and we're going to talk about how to break ties with shame and guilt uh, and ultimately set ourselves free a phenomenal and honestly pivotal book on this topic that i suggest reading is healing the shame that binds by dr john bradshaw so this book is a fundamental book when it comes to understanding the nature of shame how it affects our lives and our relationships so i will share a link to purchase this book in the description section below and i highly suggest anyone who is interested in in healing from shame and guilt and from negative emotions uh, to check out this book so let's talk about sort of the nature of shame and guilt and specifically as a binding agent how it binds us so some of the very frequently seen effects of someone living in a shame-based consciousness existence uh, is someone who is essentially fearful of letting go, who lives in a fear-based mindset, uh, very attached to things, to outcomes, to people, uh, codependency or narcissistic, uh, having a strong inner critic, and engaging in self-avoidant behaviors. So all these things are going to keep us stuck in life and are going to hold us back hold us back in our ability to raise our consciousness into higher states of consciousness such as love, happiness, and joy. So as long as we are stuck in shame and a shame-based existence without the awareness of sort of how shame works and what it does and how it keeps us stuck, we are in essence helpless to set ourselves free regardless of how much we want to, how much we try to, how much effort we put into it. So now let's discuss the first way that shame keeps us stuck, and that is it keeps us enmeshed to other people. It keeps us dependent on other people. So at the root of codependency is enmeshment, which is essentially a fusing of our identity with another person's. And this is done for several different reasons. Uh, Either we don't have an independent sense of self, we lack self-awareness, unless we lack the confidence or the self-esteem to be who we are, to be ourselves, uh, looking to, let's say, get unmet childhood needs through another person, or just to name a few of those reasons. So dependency in general has to do with shame, and unless we process shame and let go of this shame, we will be stuck in relationships and we will be dependent on people and situations that are only, in essence, reflecting back to us our shame-based state of consciousness. Next is shame binds us to a story, to a narrative, or to a belief system. So when we feel shame, there's usually some sort of narrative or self-talk or belief system that is very heavily associated with it. Uh, In essence, we are trying to make sense of our shame, and oftentimes we try to think our way out of it or understand it. We come up with some sort of story. And whenever we get triggered, right, whenever the shame gets activated, it activates these programs, the narrative, which then ultimately reinforces the negative emotion, and that uh, then reinforces the, 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 uh, the story. So this becomes a feedback loop, and this feedback loop keeps us stuck in a sort of a psychological prison and uh, ultimately keeps our state of consciousness no, a low, uh, again, just stuck in, in a low state. 
Next is shame and guilt make you feel responsible. So when we feel shameful or guilty, uh, we're usually going to feel like we've done something wrong, right? So we're gonna feel like it's our fault, right? That's sort of the narrative that comes along with shame and guilt. So as a result, we're gonna look inward and try to figure out what we did, what it is that we uh, did or what mistakes we made or how we disappointed somebody and ultimately take responsibility for our actions. Now what ends up happening is we oftentimes take responsibility for other people's actions uh, that are negative and even abusive. So as a result of this, we have a hard time walking away from situations because we feel like it was our fault and we're not necessarily getting the clarity that we are in fact being, let's say, offloaded someone else's guilt or shame or somebody else is making uh, decisions that are making us feel guilty. And uh, ultimately, we have a hard time seeing the relationship or the situation as it is. In essence, we're constantly focusing on ourselves, what we did wrong, as opposed to, let's say, focusing on the fact that we are in a toxic or abusive relationship. And in this instance, feeling guilty and feeling shameful and ultimately feeling responsible and blaming yourself keeps us stuck in the situation because we feel like we constantly have to fix it. And if we ever feel shameful or guilty, it's our fault. And therefore, we're constantly stuck in this loop of trying to fix problems that are ultimately many times not even ours. Next is shame keeps us stuck in the past. And when we have experiences in the past that were shameful, that left us feeling, let's say, powerless, and we have unresolved trauma or unresolved uh, shameful experiences, we're going to replay those situations in our head and uh, in, in our relationships. We're going to recreate them, in essence, because we have not gained closure. We don't have context for them. In essence, we, don't, we haven't made peace with them. And because, because we haven't gotten that proper closure, shame and guilt keep us, keeps us in a, a feedback loop of what happened, replaying it, you know, almost creating the scenario again and again, and this prevents us from moving on. In essence, we do the repetition compulsion because either we're trying to gain mastery over it or trying to recreate it so we can understand it. Um, and ultimately, it, it, it really makes it very difficult to be in the present moment and, and it keeps us stuck in the past and ultimately uh, doesn't allow us to, to be free, to set ourselves free through present moment awareness and ultimately focusing on ourself and the future. Now, shame keeps us bonded to a false self, a fantasy or, or a false idea of who we are. In general, when we have a ton of shame, we're most usually going to opt for some sort of pseudo or false self to protect against our true self, which ultimately feels shameful, which is, in essence, uh, shame-based. So the, the desire to protect ourselves from facing that shame, from facing the true self, is, in essence, the desire to avoid painful emotions, most specifically shame. So whenever we have shame that we're running away from, we're heavily connected and bonded to the falseness of our false self or to the fantasy, in essence, as a defense mechanism to protect against that shame, uh, which ultimately does not allow us to be our authentic self. We're hiding from ourself in essence. So however long we are in essence operating out of that false self is, is and however bonded we are to that false self is, is how disconnected we are from the present moment, authentic self, and ultimately that keeps us stuck from, from healing, from growth. In addition, shame binds us to a routine. Now, whenever we are heavily stuck in one way of thinking or one way of operating or relating, there is a chance that we are trying to avoid something. And most often this is shame. So when we become very rigid and controlling over our time or our energy, and we become very almost hyper-focused on, on a routine and the nuances of it, the unconscious intention is to avoid any unpredictabilities, which would then lead to the unknown and ultimately facing of oneself and, and the one's shame. So the routine in this instance is serving as a defense mechanism to avoid any, any spontaneity, any unknown, any present moment awareness, which would then uh, force the individual to, to face the unresolved pain and shame. Shame also binds us to a certain way of thinking, a belief system, 
programs uh, that make it very difficult to open up to a new way of thinking or expanding your mindset, seeing a bigger picture or seeing things in a different way. And you see this very often in people who are heavily attached uh, to political dogmas or, or even religions. And in essence, in this instance, they are using these things to hold on to and to defend against any negative feelings that would show up if they were to uh, not be holding on to those things. So by clinging to these narratives or by clinging to belief systems or groups or or or, uh, or let's say religions, uh, they're able to avoid any vulnerability or any uh, any of the shadow coming into the consciousness and revealing uh, wounds or shame. And you can say that people like this are living in their head. Let's say they're addicted to thinking and they're heavily attached to a certain thought process and belief system to avoid any any emotional intimacy or any shame that would awaken if they were if they were not clinging to these things. So in essence, the, the stronger the shame, the stronger the desire to cling to rigid thoughts and belief systems and programs, because if they do not, then they're going to be exposed to the shame that will be uh, that they'll have to face and feel. And finally, shame binds us to materialistic belongings, to a very physical existence, to our body, to our to what we own, to what we have. You know, someone who's living in shame is someone who sees themselves as powerless and ultimately finds power in achieving and and, and accumulating things such as money and uh, accomplishments, uh, and very very much lives in a materialistic world, a materialistic existence. And whenever we are too attached to things, it's usually because we are heavily of avoidance of our of our beingness. So shame causes us to want to avoid our beingness because being is painful, being with your authentic self, being in the moment. So the problem with attaching to materialistic things is that materialistic things uh, come and go, and, and ultimately they are outside of ourself and they don't tell us who we are. So, uh, so in reality, we are just constantly trying to find power outside of ourself and to fill ourselves up with things outside of ourself. And because there's the dependency, then uh, ultimately we feel more shame. So in an attempt to escape the shame, we only reinforce it. Now, shame, we could argue, is the fundamental premise of a trauma bond. You know, when we are bonded to something or, or, or trapped in, in a relationship or, or in a situation, we are trapped in dependencies uh, on things without the confidence, the self-esteem and sense of self to, to get out of it or to leave as a result of being uh, shame-based and, and as a result of having a shame-based core. I see shame as a metaphorical glue. You know, shame keeps us stuck, it glues us, and no matter how much we fight to get out of it, unless we understand how to relate to shame, what to do with it, and how to release it, no matter what we do, we will stay stuck, uh, and unfortunately, uh, we will stay stuck in experiences and relationships that break us down and keep us stuck. So throughout my podcast, I talk a lot about present moment awareness and how powerful that is. That's one of my main core themes in healing. And when it comes to working through shame, there really is no possible way to get unstuck and to unstuck ourselves from, from shame and, and the grip that it has on us without truly being intimate with our shame. And to be intimate with shame means to sit with it, to feel it, not to defend against it, not to see it as the enemy or a problem to be solved, not to run away from it, uh, not to... Uh, uh, to, to reject it or judge it, but ultimately to sit with it and realize that your presence, your present moment awareness is what will balance and process these, ne these negative emotions. And, and by, by being present without escaping into our thoughts or into our head and simply being with it will allow it to come and to go. And that will allow ourselves to release it and then release the bond to the very thing that the shame is binding us to. Now, it is so important to remember that it is quite possible to feel our shame and not be shameful. So, so many of us, because we feel this way, uh, we, we feel shameful, then we believe we are. We sort of become our feelings. We identify with them. We let our feelings tell us 
what they are, what the meaning is, and who we are. And regardless of what we feel, we get to choose what our feelings mean, how to interpret them, and the significance in our decision-making. So when we practice present moment awareness, when we practice non-reactivity, we're, we're able to sit with our feelings and let go of not only the emotion, but also the interpretation uh, and the meaning, which oftentimes includes a negative narrative, negative self-talk, such as I'm worthless or I'm not good enough. So it's not just the shame that binds us, but it's the story and the narrative and the interpretation that we're stuck to. And that, again, like I mentioned earlier, feedback loops into the emotion, and then we're stuck in this in this negative, uh, negative prison, this negative feedback loop. So it's also so important to realize that a large portion of the reason that we feel shame is because no, somebody gave us that shame. Uh, somebody made us feel bad or made feel responsible for things that were not ours, or maybe somebody uh, made, gave us too many expectations of what we should become that were inappropriate for our developmental stages. So when we see how and why our shame is there, how it showed up, the origins of it, and, and whose shame it actually is, we can see it as something that we don't need to hold on to. We can let go of the responsibility of holding on to it and, and, and free ourselves from it. In many instances, we attract relationships as a result of our low state of consciousness. We, we attract a toxic or dysfunctional or even narcissistic relationships because the principle of like attracts like, where when we are wounded and shame-based, we attract chaotic, uh, dysfunctional, and ultimately shame-based relationships and partners. So in this instance, we may be even addicted to the relationship or heavily bonded or attached to, let's say, the person, the routine, the energy, the emotions uh, of low, low states of consciousness. So as a result of this, we may have a very hard time letting go of the negative emotions, such as shame and guilt, uh, and elevating our consciousness because when we do this, we fear losing the connection to the person or the safety we have through the person or the situation that we attracted based on those wounds, based on the shame. So in many instances, people have fear of, of healing because if I heal, then I will lose all these belongings or I'll lose these connections or I'll lose uh, the relationships. Now, this is where it's so important to practice letting go, which can be very powerful as it allows us to let go, part ways with the shame and guilt that binds us to things that we often think we desperately need and feel we won't be able to live with uh, without, but we come to realize that when, when we do let go, uh, we can very much live without these things. And in fact, holding on to and binding us to these things is what's in, in fact holding us back and keeping us stuck. So to conclude, I want to offer an exercise, uh, sort of a prompt as you go about your day, uh, which really served as a game changer in my personal life when it comes to dealing with, healing, and ultimately uh, parting ways with the deep shame that binds us. So as you go about your day, ask yourself this question, how many things am I doing? How many habits am I engaged in as a result of being motivated by negative and pain painful emotions such as shame and guilt. How many things do I do? How many relationships am I attracted to? How many poor habits am I engaged in that are motivated by either escaping, denying, soothing, or avoiding my shame? And it's extremely important to be very honest with yourself. You know, staying in denial and, and fooling yourself only keeps you stuck and keeps you uh, hurting and suffering in, in, in shame. So what you might find is that you have created unconsciously different ways of coping, uh, or perhaps even an entire lifestyle uh, to avoid shame because of how painfully intolerable shame could be. So the fact is, is that when we engage in lifestyle behaviors and relationship patterns that avoid our shame, we are keeping ourselves binded to that which doesn't serve us. And, and ultimately the way out, the way to healing is inward. It's being honest with ourselves. It's feeling our shame. It's being intimate with our shame. Like I mentioned, feeling, getting to know it and listening to what it is that it's telling us so we can learn the information we need to know so we can release the impossibly strong grip that shame has on our life and set ourselves free. So when we are motivated to do things from shame and guilt and fear or negative emotions, that's not really 
going to bring. It's not going to bring happiness. It's not going to bring joy. It's not going to bring fulfillment. And, and it's going to keep us stuck in these habits that are, that are very much depleting our energy and do not allow us to grow to our full potential. So being able to work with our shame and not being ashamed of it and not running from it, denying it or defending against it and noticing ways in which we do that and, and, and correcting that will allow us to work with our shame in a way that it facilitates our growth process, allows us to release it and then and lift our consciousness to a much healthier state, one where we are happy, healthy and, and joyous. So uh, I hope this podcast episode inspired you to, to renegotiate the way you relate to your shame, understand how, uh, how important it is to deal with it and to set ourselves free in order to to reach our, our highest growth potential. So thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best. <laughs>